how to import a franchise system from overseas with Matt Fitton from The Nurse Next Door. This is one of our emerging franchise or series, which we get a lot of interest in. It's Brian Keane here from Franchise Simply. Great to have you along in the studio. Uh, really looking forward to introducing you to Matt today. An interesting individual who's been through some, some great experiences that not many people have done in Australia. And I think there's information he'll have to share, not just about from bringing your franchise in from overseas, which is what he's done, but also from the point of view of being an emerging franchisor and getting a group launched and so forth. Um, uh, so we'll go straight into that. So just a reminder to have your pen and paper ready to make notes. Um, there will be a recording that's available on our website and for our members in our, in our vault. Um, but in the meantime, as you know, we're all committed to making sure you're up to date, well informed and information about all the relevant topics and Certainly emerging franchisors is the space that we love to be in. So great to be with you. So um, basically, Matt Fitton, along with his partner, Amber Bays, is, is the co-CEO and co-founder of Australian master franchisor, Nurse Next Door Home Care Services. Uh, Matt and Amber are self-professed in their words, serial entrepreneurs. They, they built and run several successful businesses across several industries. Uh, they lived in Canada for some time and they noticed next, Nurse Next Door, which has distinctive pink colored vehicles and so on. So they were looking for something as a challenge. They, they took a fancy to it, uh, found it very compelling. So they bought the rights to Australia and started the, the operation in Melbourne in 2018. Uh, they just awarded their first franchise in the Southern Gold Coast. And they're really confident about the success of the brand in North America being replicated here. So. Matt, lovely to have you with us today. How'd you do? Thanks very much, Brian. Thanks for uh, inviting me along, and um, great to great to have a chat with you about our experiences so far. Yeah, looking forward to it. So, the first one, can you give us a bit of a background of your story? What gets you here today? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, well, as you said, uh, my wife Amber and I have been involved in lots of different industries. Um, we've we've run restaurants. We, we ran a restaurant for ten years in the nineties. Uh, and we're involved in uh, property development um, and architectural and interior design for about 15 years. Uh, and in 2016, um, we decided to pick up our family and, and move to Vancouver. Um, we have a, a daughter with an intellectual disability and um, there's a school in Vancouver that um, works with uh, kids who have learning difficulties. And um, so we thought, you know, we were sort of in this unique situation where we, we had a project we were finishing off. We didn't really have anything happening. We didn't really like the way the property market was going. And so we thought, you know what, Let's now's the time. Um, and so within the space of about six weeks, we made the decision and I was on a plane with India um, and we headed off to Vancouver to give the school a try um, and um, left my wife and uh, my two other sons at home in, in Australia. Uh, they joined us uh, at the end of the year. Well, one of my sons joined us. The other one stayed in, stayed in Australia because he was doing university. So he stayed here. Um, so by default, he moved out of home because we kicked him out, basically. So, um, and uh, yeah, we moved to Vancouver and, and lived there for about two years. So um, it was a great uh, experience, not just schooling for my daughter, but also for our son as well, too, our youngest son. Um, and for us, it was a great time because we pretty much just worked um, solidly for the previous nearly 30 years. Uh, and so it was good for us to be able to sort of declutter the desk, I suppose, and, and have a think about what we were doing. Um, 
we didn't at that stage necessarily have a, a fixed plan in mind to actually completely change industries. We were sort of thinking about whether we could add something else to, to the industry we were in. Um, but also one of the things which had always sort of really nagged at us um, was that what we wanted to do was we wanted to have a business that we could sort of build and scale um, and leave a bit of a lasting legacy as well too, rather than, you know, property is great, it's very fulfilling, but you build a house and then you sell it and then it's gone sort of thing. So, um, and aged care and disability had always been something that had been on our radar. We, we talked about the, the idea of doing something in home care probably five or six years ago. Um, and so we thought we might as well start doing some investigation. Um, Amber had remembered we'd seen these pink cars driving around Vancouver for a home care business. And so we thought we'd have a bit of a, a look at their model and see whether we could do some R&D, which as John DeHart, who's one of the co-founders of Nurse Next Door, likes to say is R&D is a rip off and duplicate. So um, we, we thought we'd do a little R&D on them. And what we discovered was, was this world-class franchise system. And we had no... Um, experience with really with franchising um, other than that we we have a, a friendship with Janine Alice um, from uh, down down the beach at Fairhaven on the west coast with kids who did nippers together and things like that and um, so that was sort of our only connection to franchising and I guess we um, we sort of started looking into the business and and we really liked what we saw around the culture of the business and the way that they did things the way that it had all been set up and this idea that you know they, they were interested in expanding to other countries, in particular Australia. So we contacted them and started the conversations. And um, we probably spent the best part of a year uh, really working through it with them and talking to people back here in Australia about how we would need to potentially um, mould or modify things slightly, um, you know, what we were getting ourselves into in terms of becoming master franchisors and those sorts of things. And um, yeah, and then uh, late 2018, uh, we finally got all the paperwork together and we moved back to Australia in August 2018 and uh, finalised the details and opened our doors uh, in Melbourne on the 1st of January uh, last year, 2019. So that sort of led us to where we were here, I suppose. Right. Excellent. Well, thanks for that comprehensive understanding of your background, which is really great because we all come from different sources and it's always nice to know Goodness me, you couldn't have a better, a better, a better friend or someone to know in the franchise area than Janine Alice. For goodness me. <laughs> yeah, no. Look, it was great to be able to contact her and say, you know, what are the, you know, what do we need to look out for, and what what should we consider, and things like that. And she was, um, you know, really generous with giving us information and those sorts of things. And so, you know, that was certainly um, a bonus for us, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's. She's a, she's a legend, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, so um, just to move in, so you're into a healthcare business. You've, you've given us your background of a few other areas that you've been involved in, but really the healthcare area is a long way away from that. What, what made you decide that that really was what you wanted to do or that you could adapt to it? Yeah, look, I think the thing is... Um, one of the things that we really recognised with this business um, is that it's really a, it's a service industry. So it, it just happens to specialise in home care. So, and, and I think that's one of the key differentiators um, for Nurse Next Door is that we, you know, it, it's, it's, it's all around the service and the, the delivery of that service and, and, and what we're doing. 
And so we knew that we could take our sort of our, our background in hospitality and things like that. And, and interestingly, John Behart, uh, healthcare not being the, 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 our primary background, I suppose, um, what we saw was that, you know, first and foremost, we're, we're problem solvers. Um, and we also recognise that this is really a service industry. It just happens to specialise in healthcare. Um, so we knew that we'd be able to take our, our, our background in hospitality um, and, and sort of apply that to, to this business uh, and use the models. And that we would just, uh, in terms of the, the caregiving side of things, we would be able to hire in those skills. Um, and so, you know, look for people who, in the specialist areas of the business that, that we needed to, uh, to bring in, we'd be able to bring those people in. But, you know, our strength lay in systems, um, and, you know, attention to detail, problem solving and all the, those sorts of things, which really, you know, are, are the role um, of the, the franchisor, I guess, you know, that's right, to, to be able to support people um, and work through problems with them and, and, and get them on track and, and, and you know, and, and support them along the way. I'm with you. Okay. So um, I'm always interested in hearing how people's model works. Uh, they sort of often tend to evolve over a period of time. Have you chosen to have state or regional franchisors or is everybody directed as a franchisee, uh, as a nurse servicing the client base? So how's your structure? Look, um, so basically we operate everything out of, so Nurse Next Door Australia um, is, is based in Melbourne uh, and we have our corporate flagship um, healthcare business in Melbourne as well too. Um, but um, our, our franchise partners, um, will be based you know, in, in territories that are, that are set up around a, a population of people aged over 65. So each territory has a certain population of, of people aged over 65 and then it is a cluster of postcodes. Um, we, at this stage, we don't plan to have um, sort of state uh, area managers. Um, obviously, that may evolve over time. Um, but for now, we, we support everybody straight out of, out of Australia. Um, in terms of what sort of a person they are, they don't have to have a clinical background. It's quite interesting, actually. Over 70% of franchise partners in North America do not have a clinical background. Um, they usually would have some sort of personal connection to, to healthcare, uh, whether that be disability support or aged care. They have a story about a family member or, or a friend who they've seen go through certain things. Uh, and wish they could do it better. And so that's why they want to get involved in home care. So they, you know, depending on their, their strengths and weaknesses, they'll hire in different people as they go along. We do insist that all of our care designers who are basically sort of like our case managers, we call them care designers, and they're all registered nurses uh, because we typically have service from anything from companionship right through to skilled nursing, uh, palliative care, and those sorts of things as well too. So. It's a, you know, it's a model that can be operated to begin with out of the home office um, and you're building a team of caregivers around you and, and, and things like that. So, you know, it's, um, we get a lot of support from Vancouver as well too, which is really good. Uh, you know, Technology is a wonderful thing and obviously uh, Zoom meetings and regular conversations uh, about how things are going. Um, so, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's um, no, Terry, Postcode-based territories, I guess, is the main thing, and, and then people building out, you know, lo lo local people working in their own communities. Right, I get you. Okay, well, thanks for that. That's interesting. So perhaps you could just give touch base on some of the challenges and maybe the lessons you've, you've, uh, you've learned importing a new franchise into sure. the country. 
Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I think what the most important thing for us um, was, uh, you know, really to, to take the time and the effort and care to make sure that, you know, you've laid a really good foundation. It's one thing to bring an international model uh, into a new country. And obviously, culturally, Canada um, in particular and, the, and, and Australia are, are not dissimilar. Um, but of course, there's nuances. Um, and so, you know, we spent a lot of time sort of tweaking the systems just to sort of work in with the Australian psyche. And then, and then you know, and then it's really a matter of leaning into those systems and, and having the support of the head franchisor in Vancouver um, and, 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 and applying them to sort of scale reasonably quickly. Right. Um, so, you know, I think as well, what we've discovered in the first sort of, we've been 16 months now, um, is that we really made sure that we sort of dipped our toes into every every facet of the business as well too. So um, you know we recognise that we're not experts in certain things like web design and uh, digital marketing and SEO and all of those or the clinical side of things either. But we made sure that we did immerse ourselves in all of those areas, so that as problems started to come, we understood them. Um, and we knew where the solutions were going to come from and how we could tackle those sorts of things and where we would find the right sort of people. So I think, you know, communication is really the key. Um, you know, the ability to share across the system, even globally, uh, has, been, has been great. Using technology and, and really making sure you communicate well with your partners. This uh, pandemic COVID-19 situation is a classic example um, straight away, when things started to get really serious, uh, Vancouver put together a clinical task force, pulled some of their most senior nursing uh, clientele, uh, sorry, their, their most senior nursing franchise partners uh, and their director of clinical services together and started holding daily uh, clinical task force calls where partners could call in with concerns. We would jump on those calls early in the morning in Australia as well too and listen into them and then disseminate the information out to our team in Melbourne and our team in, in the Gold Coast who were right in the thick of getting started as this all started to happen. <laughs> um, so, you know, um, fairly daunting for them. But, uh, you know, yeah, communication is really key. Um, and I think, you know, the other thing as well too that, that what we really want to try and do is um, we're really immersing ourselves in, in this industry, not just um, healthcare, but franchising as well. Um, and, and trying to sort of position the brand of Nurse Next Door as being a, a thought leader, uh, you know, and, and trying to think about different ways to do things and, and always wanting to try and improve on our, on our systems. Um, and, and probably finally, I'd say, um, you know, is to, to look at what the offering of, of your brand is and, and what your services are and, and recognise and, and look for opportunities that might be specific to the region. So, for instance... In home healthcare, uh, in North America, it's predominantly an aged care uh, business which they operate. But in Australia, we recognise that um, that the NDIS uh, and disability support would form a key part of our business, and so we made sure that you know we've we've adapted slightly. And, and whilst we still you know have a philosophy of care around happier ageing, we're also constantly um, thinking about. How are we going to make lives better? And that's Nurse Next Door's core purpose is making lives better. And so that spans across age or disability either. So, you know, we're tweaking the system slightly and recognising the opportunities for, for your brand. Right. So, thanks for that. So when we were off air having a bit of a chat, you mentioned about being involved with the FCA, with their emerging franchisors, for example. 
Um, yep. what, what's been your experience there with the FCA, Matt? Yeah, no, look, uh, the FCA has been fantastic. As you and I were talking about, I think one of the things that Amber and I noticed very quickly um, was that it's a, it's a really great family. Um, you know, everybody is really uh, willing to help new uh, young emerging franchises. And when I say young, I mean figuratively young. Um, but, uh, you know, help out and share and collaborate. Um, and so I, I think that's been a, a really great experience. We didn't know exactly how that would be, whether people would be sort of more guarded about their secrets and things like that. But people, um, you know, in the franchising community in Australia just seem genuinely wanting to have the franchising sector as a whole uh, be successful uh, and, you know, deliver positive experiences rather than the ones that you only ever seem to hear about in the news, you know, which are the negative ones. And I think that's, you know, something which we're always now trying to talk to about, uh, with, when we're talking with people as well is about all the... There's a lot of good news stories about franchising and, and the Franchising Council Australia is really uh, working tirelessly to sort of to get that message out there. Terrific. So um, you mentioned a few bits of information, I suppose, about the sort of give me the sort of the philosophy and so forth of the organisation. It sounds like you you really did pick a, a great franchisor to to have to support you, which not everyone is that fortunate. But what, what are the key values that that you see as your business, and, and how highly do you rate them? Uh, look, I think you know. I mean, for us, what what we, the the reason. You know, we, we decided to go with Nurse Next Door. And, and you know, and along the way, actually, someone, we were we were actually offered, as we got deep into it and we were speaking to a couple of people and people knew what we were doing and how thorough we were being in our investigation, we were actually offered another opportunity at a master franchise or um, for a, another home care company out of the States that wanted to come uh, to Australia. Um, and we looked at it briefly, um, but, you know, we, we you know, it all sort of comes back to, you know, purpose, culture, brand. You know, when we walked into Nurse Next Door, because we were very fortunate in, in that, and this is probably not something that a lot of master franchisors get to do, is that, you know, Nurse Next Door's um, global headquarters, which is called Heartquarters, is based in Vancouver and was 10 minutes from where we lived. So we were able to be in, in there a lot. And, you know, this whole idea of, of, of making lives better and, and, and the, the core values of, of Nurse Next Door, was just evident every day. You know, uh, we would go in there and we would walk around. It was kind of one of those things where we, we got to a point where we started, we would be going in there and we'd be talking to each other. And we'd say, you're kind of almost looking for that person who didn't quite fit the mould and we never found them, you know. Um, it was just everybody embraced it. Um, and that's when we knew that, that this was the right thing for us because the values of, of, of Nurse Next Door, things like, you know, um, finding a better way and admiring people and, and, and you know, Want, want to make a difference in people's lives, those sorts of things. They've resonated with us and, and always have. Even in the other businesses which we've had, they're the, they're the same sort of values that we have. And so, um, you know, we, we, could, we could just sense that, that this was the, the, the right fit for us. Right. So, so now you've got a bit of a footprint here. You're getting established. Um, what, what advice would you give to someone else who's anticipating doing the same, Matt? Particularly if, they, oh. if, they, if they've got... An overseas franchise, or that's uh, yeah, far yeah. Off, half, half around the world. Look, I think you know, it, you've just got to 
identify the challenges, you know, when, when no one knows your brand. Um, you've got a, you've got your, your head office is in, in, in North America and, and, and whilst, you know, like Nurse Next Door is fabulously supportive of us um, and they really do uh, support us very, very well. Um, but of course, they don't necessarily understand all of the nuances. And so, of course, you have a few, um, you know, there's challenges of, of, of getting your brand out there. And um, yeah, that, that, those are really the sorts of things, you know, that, that I think that people have to recognise. Um, and, you know, if it's an overseas brand, you know, you've got to be ready for some lots of long days and early morning video conferences and, <laughs> and, and things like that. You know, you, you, you have to really really analyze your local market and 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 work out where you're going to have to make those slight tweaks and changes in order for it to fit in um, in Australia and then be passionate about getting the word out there and talking to people you know um, really having those conversations with everyone and anyone that you can that you can talk to about you know how things are being done and, and, and how things are being done differently and why we think it's a better model and, and, and all of those sorts of things. So, you know, it's, um, it's being tenacious, uh, you know, you've you got to have grit, um, all those sort of things that, that those kind of cliche things that people talk about are absolutely key um, in, in, in becoming successful uh, in bringing an overseas brand into a new market. Yeah, look, and a lot of what you're talking about, you know, is much the same for a local brand as well. What I'm, what I'm interested to hear is you obviously immerse yourself in, in, in the in the sector, which is terrific. So you've got to know that. But there's been a lot of, you know, major brands come here from overseas and flocked. You know, Krispy Kremes, for example, you know, until they had their third master franchise, all they weren't successful. Domino's came here and and, and they, they dropped the bundle the first couple of times they, they yeah, came here. Starbucks. Even Starbucks, you know. That's that's right. So there's a lot of uh, the, the grounds littered with a lot of uh, um, you know a lot, lot, lot of accidents looking to happen. So that's interesting to hear you, how you went around that because uh, yeah, and look, and that was conversations that we had with Vancouver as well too. You know, we, we and and Starbucks was a classic example for us that you know in Vancouver and North America generally, but in Vancouver, Fourth Avenue where. Uh, where um, Nurse Next Door is located. I, I, there's, there's probably four Starbucks within a kilometre walk down the main strip there. And so they're just all over the place. But just because they work there doesn't necessarily mean they're going to work here. Um, and I guess that's that idea of, you know, taking... What, what we looked at was we thought... I mean, it's very, very interesting, you know, at, at the core of this is, um, you know, the, the question that Kathy Thorpe, who's the global CEO, she sat down with us one day in the middle of the conversation and we were like, you know, we were having this Starbucks conversation and she said, she looked at Amber and I sort of squarely in the eye and she's very straightforward, you know, she just, she doesn't beat around the bush and she looked us in the eye and she said, she said, do you know what guys, she said, you know, if you think we're doing things, we do things better here uh, in the way that we deliver our service, she said, do you have people in Australia who are older and want to stay in their homes? Do you have people who have, uh, you know, who are in the disability sector who want to stay in their homes? Well, then you have a market. Um, you know, it's it's obviously not quite that simple, yeah. but you know, it's like, and and we said, well, yeah, that's right. It, it really is. And do we believe that we can do it better? Yeah, we do think we can do it better. So um, you know, so that's and then yeah, as I say, then it's it's really about identifying those areas. 
uh, and not being complacent, I suppose, and just mm. assuming that you can pick something up and bring it and over and, and, and leave it here. How will we, how will we ad adapt slightly to um, those things that need to be adapted uh, and tweaked when we get to Australia? Uh, so your franchisors are amenable to that. They're, uh, they're not saying this is the way you've got to do it, which is what's happened with a lot of the North American brands when they've come here. It's our way or the highway sort of thing. Yeah, look, I think that the thing is that the, the culture and the purpose and the brand, those are constants, you know, everywhere. Um, but, you know, within then, um, and, and, you know, the way we operate, you know, we, we follow the same systems, but we do, but, but we can tweak those sorts of things. And it might be just very subtle sort of things like, um, you know, uh, one example which we said to them was, you know, that they do, when they do a care, a care and consult, they do a sort of a, they, they grasp the people's hand with two hands. They do what they call a double cupped handshake and lean in. And we said, do you know what? That's probably not going to fly in Australia. People will probably recoil back. That's not our psyche is to sort of like get in close and, and loving in that sort of way. Um, you know, so, you know, we'll, we'll just tweak our, our, our meetings and, you know, our greetings and things like that slightly to be more, you know, more in, in the psyche of Australia. And it's very, so, so there's subtle differences, but certainly we have that license to be able to um, to be able to tweak those things. And, right, yeah. uh, and, so and, and you, you mentioned previously that you know you thought that home care was ideally suited to franchising. Um, can you expand on that a little bit for me? Yeah. Look, I mean, I think the thing is to re that everybody recognises that franchising doesn't you know guarantee sure success in any business. You know, you're still a startup in the beginning even though you've got the systems and the support and the brand, you know, you're still going to need passion and hustle to succeed. Um, you know, obviously, you've, I think the, the, the figures are something like you're three to four times more likely, I'm sure it was in an article that Janine wrote actually in Inside Franchise Business, it's like three to four times more likely to succeed um, in a franchise business over, as opposed to going into business yourself. Um, but, you know, but still, that's right, there, there's no guarantees. And I guess home health care is, we think it's almost the perfect industry for franchising. It's, it's a it's a twenty four seven business, and you, you're caring for older people, people with you know with disabilities, and it, you know, it's stressful. It can be quite emotionally draining at times. And so the support that you get from a franchise network, you know, helps you to balance. Uh, it gives you balance, and it gives you it gives strength to the business owners. Um, you know, one of the things that Nurse Next Door recognised early on in there in North America was that the thing that used to burn people out was the 24-7 nature and having to always be on the on the phone and so they decided to have a centralized scheduling and intake center um, and we piggyback off that as well too and we're developing the same thing here in Australia but you know it provides support to, to, to partners and um, you know so thinking about you know having those centralized supports is, is, is really good um, you know, as I talked about as well, too, you've got the support of other franchise partners around you. It's a very collaborative uh, system, nurse next door users and, 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 and home care, I believe, in general is, is very collaborative between everybody. And, and right now, you know, it's kind of almost this perfect storm for home care. You know, you've got an ageing population who increasingly want to, to age in their own home. You know, you've got consumer-directed care in the form of the home care packages and things like that, NDIS. Uh, the ripple effect of this uh, situation we find ourselves in now, obviously, as well with COVID-19 and, you know, people don't want their, their loved ones in facilities if they can avoid it. Mm. Um, you know, so you've got these multiple revenue streams 
um, significant government funding. And, and then with home care, what's really interesting as well is, is you, it's, you know, it's all about building trusted relationships within a local community. And so it really makes sense that it's suited to franchising because you've got a, a, a local entrepreneur, you know, with links to the local community. And so they, they're going to develop those relationships rather than a corporately managed sort of uh, national business, you know, plonking a manager in and saying, learn about that community. You've got someone there who has the, who has the connections, um, particularly if they have a, a clinical background, but even just general, you know, just that, that general sort of connection to the local market. Um, I, I think, and I, I think as well too, it's going to be where we're finding, where personally where we're finding a lot of interest is in regional regional markets, particularly Central Coast, New South Wales, up through to the Gold Coast. And that area is, um, we're getting a lot of inquiry through there. And those people have genuine connections to their local communities and they know what the community needs and what they want. And so, you know, that, that sort of franchising model of having uh, a, a supporting master franchise or to help them through the business side of things and, and get through the humps, um, you know, it, it really makes, home care a bit of a, a, a no-brainer for franchising, to our mind anyway. Yeah, no, that all ticks all the boxes. <laughs> so you, I suppose where, you, where, you, where, the, where the rubber hit the road was once you got established and you started saying, right, I'm looking for my franchise partners. How, how have you found that experience um, uh, so far, Matt? Yeah, it's good. I mean, we, we purposely waited and we said to Vancouver when we signed on, we said, don't expect us to be um, actively pursuing franchise partners in the first year of the business. We really want to make sure that all the systems are bedded down. Any of those, you know, tweaks and nuances we want to make, we want to prove the model in Melbourne and make sure that it actually is going to do what we think it's going to do. Uh, and fortunately for us, it succeeded that. So, which has um, you know, exceeded our expectations, which is great. Um, but I think uh, once we started looking for franchise partners, um, you know, we're looking for very particular sort of people and, and we, we say that what we're after is 50% um, passion, 50% profit. So, in other words, we recognise it's a business and we do need people who, you know, who want to operate a successful business and things like that, but profit and seeing the aged care and disability sector as a money-making exercise won't guarantee them success. Um, so, we need people who, who, are, who are passionate about making people's lives better and, um, and supporting people in their homes. So that's what we're really looking for, you know, in, in the first instance. We can always teach people systems and, and things like that, but what we're really looking for is those people who align with us um, in the culture. And, and that becomes apparent usually quite quickly. Sometimes it, you know, takes a couple of conversations. You can sort of get a sense that it's there and it takes a few conversations to bring that out. Um, but, you know, you, once you start to have those conversations, you, you can tell pretty quickly whether people get it. Um, and it's, it's almost a bit of a gut feeling. And then it's a matter of going through and, and nutting through the details and things like that. So, um, you know, I think uh, it, there's a lot of good conversations going on at the moment. Um, I'm, you know, I'm really, when, when, the, when the first, when COVID-19 first came, of course, everything stopped. And I was, I thought, oh my goodness, what's going to happen here? <laughs> you know, is this going to, you know, is it all just going to dry up? And um, and it was actually in in the the first uh, meeting that I got involved in with the emerging franchisors a few weeks ago, uh, and I can't remember who it was. It might have been Jeremy Dyer said that um, 
you know, out of these times of adversity is often when franchising really becomes very popular, um, you know, because people are perhaps looking to create their own destiny, but they, but they want the support and structure and things like that of a franchise model. Um, and so, yeah, we've really recognised, we've seen um, some really great people uh, starting some conversations with us now. And so, yeah, but, but culture and purpose, you know, alignment with the brand. If you don't want to drive a pink car, um, you know, if that's a if that's a problem for somebody that driving a pink car around, then they're probably not going to work with okay. this next book. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, uh, could you share a little bit with me about how you've gone about recruiting or sourcing your prospective franchise partners? Have you just left it to your own sources with you? Your website and your SEO, or have you used brokers, or done? Oh, uh, it's a yeah, it's a balance. Uh, it's a balance of all of those. Um, you know, where we we obviously we do use Google. Uh, we probably get more than fifty percent of our of our leads uh, through Google searches. Um, but then we also work with uh, you know across a, a number of different platforms with inside franchise business. We're working with DC Strategy uh, on some um, on different platforms, and they're helping us a bit with uh, some social media. You know, we have our own social media team, so we do do a lot of our own digital marketing work. Um, but, you know, different platforms across, yeah, inside franchise business and uh, Seek and, and those sorts of things. And also just trying out uh, different things um, like working with the, uh, the Commando magazine, which is the, 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 uh, the army you know, as people are retiring out of the the armed services and things like that, what are they looking for? So, you know, doing looking at some of those sorts of things. So we're sort of in this first sort of twelve to twenty four months, I guess we're dipping our toe in in, in lots of different areas uh, and being pretty analytical about wh what sort of leads are coming, what our cost per lead is, um, ranking those leads in terms of the quality of them, so that we can start to get a sense of where we getting our best value for money and then probably we'll start to focus our efforts more in those areas. So. Right. No, certainly it's not hard to get the sense, Matt, that you and Amber are, are pretty detailed. So you've, you're obviously yeah. doing very thoroughly. I couldn't recommend anything more than what you're doing. You're really covering the marketplace, which as you first get out in the marketplace is, is great. So over time, you'll probably filter some of those things out to focus on your, your most effective source. So just uh, before we wrap up, Given what you know now, and you've learned a lot, <laughs> um, what, what advice would you have to someone else looking to grow their business through a franchise model, whether it's an established one or a new concept? Sure. Look, I think um, probably the key factor is making sure that your systems are tight. I mean, everybody knows that franchising is built around systems, but, you know, um, we are constantly... Amber is absolutely a details person, and she is constantly tweaking and changing and, um, you know... Are the systems tight? Do we have the answers there? If someone comes to us with a question and you can't find it in the operations manual, within a week it'll be in the operations manual. So, you know, when you've got to know how to do things and be constantly reviewing those things for improvement. Um, and then once you have those systems in place, you know, it's really about this idea of operational excellence. So you've got all these great systems and, and you know, sometimes people you know, can still develop really strong profitable businesses without necessarily following those systems strictly all the time. But if you want to scale quickly, you know, and have a system-wide success, you've really got to strive for that operational excellence across the whole system and, and really making sure that people are, are, are sticking to the systems that are in place, you know. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, look, this, that's um, unfortunately, the groups we see struggling, particularly the, the new, tend to be the newer groups, 
are people who who haven't really understood or put the effort into getting their systems yeah. And I think one of the really key things as well too is that just is just making sure that everybody, you know, or making sure that you particularly and everybody in your system is crystal clear on the why. Like why are we why are we doing what we're doing? You know, so for us it's the the bottom line is it's about making lives better. That that is our why. And so, you know, there's there's lots of great TED talks and um on 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 why. You know, Simon Sinek, I think it is, um, you know, is find your why and 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 you've got to make sure that everyone's crystal clear on that there's no sort of vagary between people about um you know uh, uh, having those sort of not understanding what's going on with that sort of thing as well too i i think um you know the real opportunity of the franchise model is you know the ability to partner with an emerging entrepreneur in a local area who's passionate you know about making a difference in their community combine their passion and and their capital um, rather than yours, their local knowledge, and then you take the strength of world-class systems and a highly regarded brand, and then you know that sort of partnership, when it's really well aligned, allows for rapid scaling. And I think um, you know there was a great quote that I read somewhere just very recently, and it said, you know, franchising is a great way of getting into business for yourself, but not by yourself. So yes. you know, yeah. working together and supporting each other. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Matt, been delightful talking to you. I, I, I shall watch your growth with interest, and I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will be fairly, fairly, fairly steady. I'm, uh, I'm sure of that. So, what I'd like to do is just in wrapping up. Is there anything that we perhaps missed that you'd like to just add as a footnote? No, look, I don't think so. I think we've been it's been pretty exhausting. So, uh, <laughs> exhaustive, I should say. Um, you know, I think we've covered off most of the things. So, um, you know, yeah, it's uh, it's been great to. to chat with you this morning um you know I've, I've listened to many of your podcasts and really uh some exceptional people on there so i'm uh very grateful to have the opportunity to have a chat with you and um you know yeah look, looking forward to the adventure ahead for nurse next door and for amber and i in australia yeah absolutely look and i i, I might add as a footnote that anyone that's listening to this and they think they would be uh be, be a good uh a good, good person to interview. They've got an interesting story. Do contact me because we're always looking for new, new ideas and particularly people like Matt, uh, fascinating to talk to you. So if someone wants to learn a bit more or have a chat to you, um, what's the best way for them to contact you, Matt? Uh, look, they can, if they just want to reach out, they can go to our, uh, our franchising website, which is nursenextdoorfranchise.com.au um, or they can call me on one three hundred zero one zero twenty four seven. So one three hundred zero one zero. So one three hundred zero one zero twenty four seven. Yeah. So nice. and we'd love to have a chat with people if you if you're passionate and um, you know uh, about making a difference. Give us a call and uh, have a chat. We're talking to people all over Australia at the moment. That's fantastic, Matt. Lovely to have met you. Lovely to chat to you. Look forward to. To watching your your, uh, your 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 future with interest and i'm sure we'll speak again sometime soon fantastic thank you very much uh, brian great to speak with you thank you bye everybody we'll catch you next time when we do our have our next interview for our franchise radio show <laughs>